welcome to Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. This is the space where we aim to help, educate and entertain you on all aspects of life. Each week we will be here live to inspire you to take action in your own life. We will bring together a beautiful mix of practical logic and spiritual intuition to help you live life your way. I think you're really going to love today's episode. If your brain gets away from you, if you obsess and worry about people or things or what ifs, anything really, then this episode is for you. So this is a big topic again, Lou. We do it to ourselves constantly. I know. Why? Why do we do this? Because it's interesting. Lou and I really enjoy talking about these in-depth kind of pieces of information Mm. which we have these conversations all the time and I suppose that's why we brought Life Learnings with Helen and Louise to life so that we could share some of these things with you but also unpack them so that they make sense hopefully to you in your own life. So this topic is really really big and I know that um, again we will probably revisit this in time but To start with, we wanted to introduce the concept of the fact that there are three types of clutter and Julie Morgenstern is the lady to research further if you're interested in looking at what these three specific types are. But one of them is physical clutter, which is... That's a, we all know that, no brainer. (laughs) No brainer. Lots in your junk drawer. Lots of TV shows on it. Tupperware drawer. (laughs) So, you know, we've done a lot of that work with our clients around organising and decluttering and we definitely will touch on that um, in future episodes. Another type of clutter is time or schedule clutter and we actually have already touched on that as well in Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. But today we wanted to talk about a third type of clutter which is really habit clutter. Those things that we fall into simply because it's a habit. So this is a really big one and it does take a little bit of effort to change these habits, Lou. Yeah, because when we think about, you know, what what are some examples of that habit clutter? You know, ones that often that, that we see when we work with clients or, you know, coaching clients or when we're talking and going, well, you know, what, what, what things are you struggling with? And it's everything from mindless eating, mm. mindless TV watching. Do you know, has anyone ever done that? I think, you I know, done that. <laughs> you just sit in front of the TV, you know, drool coming down and go, uh, I don't know. Um, and other one that I know I obsessively do is worry mm. and overthink. Oh, and you're not <laughs> alone there. Definitely. Yeah. I think that some of us were brought up in a worrying space or a worrying environment. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that we were accultured into it. Mm. We were trained mm. how to worry by... <laughs> I've got a PhD in worry. <laughs> But we were trained to worry by the people around us who were worrying perhaps about finances, were worrying about relationships, were worrying about their, you know, living conditions or their living environment. I mean, there's a million and one things, worrying Mm. about your children, worrying about your health, worrying about, you know, whether you've got too much weight or not enough weight. Like there's, how grey am I? Am I worrying about that? You know what I mean? Like there's so many things that we can worry about on a daily basis. And honestly, I do think that if we get stuck there, we're literally going to drive ourselves insane. Yeah. Because we're worry, worry, worry. We don't actually look at 
the other side of the coin. Yes, totally agree. And so I think that was something that, you know, when we checked in about, you know, what what our week has been like, Mm. there was some interesting, for me, there was, you know, different thinking. I was engaging in, you know, worry thoughts about, you know, a scenario or some people um, thinking about, like, you name it, I was worrying about everything. And then when we checked in, you know, you're also talking about some little, you know, things that um, have been in, engaging your energy and your time and your concern. Mm. And I think that was interesting because when we do that, we then go, that conversation gives us an opportunity. Like we, we enter up, I've noticed this, we enter our week noticing how are we, what's happening? Yes. And yeah. it's like we're conscious observers mm. is that the right term yeah 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 <laughs> of our lives so i think that actually takes a little bit of effort to get to yeah because i think it's really easy to be on autopilot yes. or just kind of do or react or whatever in your world on a daily basis with whatever the confines or the yeah. pressures are on you but to actually become a conscious observer of your behaviours, of your thoughts, mm. of the way that you move through the world is actually not that easy. No, and it's uncomfortable. <gasps> totally uncomfortable, yes. Because it's uncomfortable to sit with you know, that feeling or whatever. So when I'm in that worry state or overthinking, it is so uncomfortable to sit with the thoughts or the pain or, the, you know, whatever's coming up you know, that disconnection or I wonder if or, oh, maybe what are they thinking? And part of you wants to do anything to avoid feeling that. Absolutely, because if you feel that and you go there, it's going to hurt. (laughs) (laughs) But also at the same time, you're already in a place of hurt. Yeah. So you think, I don't want to go there because then it's going to hurt even more. Yeah. Um, And when I say hurt, I mean like heart hurt. Yeah. Yeah. and it's really difficult in those, um, particularly if it's a habit yes. for us to instantly switch into the worry yep. to then try to train ourselves or learn new ways yes. to change you know, those neural pathways and how we would behave or react <sighs> normally. Totally. Mm. Um, and on the brain, the reason habits are so hard to change there's, there's a couple of things. And, and one of the things that we know is that the brain is the most energy efficient device. I think you've heard me say that about a billion I times. Have, yes. Five star rating. <laughs> and it will always strive to go with your well-worn pathways. Yes. Helen, don't do that. This is, that's just too much effort. Go this way. This is easy. You know the best way. Like this, this, is, this is easy. We don't have to expend energy. Yes. And a habit really is, and I, I love acronyms, as you know, mm. Um. And when I was really trying to look at myself and go, what the heck is it, Delura, that you're doing? <laughs> um, what I identified was, you know, I thought, okay, what is it about habits that make them hard? Mm. So then I went, okay, what's an acronym for hard that can support me to understand habits? And it was habits are real decisions. Oh, I had a different one. Can you you share yours and then well, just what pops into my head? Yeah, go. Well, it's not real. 
I know. Okay, I'll share. Well, sorry. When we're when we're <laughs> going to then change a habit, yeah, that's why it's hard. Yeah, because we're going. If we want to replace one habit with a new habit, it's a real decision. Every time I consciously decide, that's like the neural pathways well worn. Mm. Every time I want to do something, I've consciously got to make a real decision. I mm. am choosing in this moment mm. because what we see is, and then my second acronym of when we break down habits is. Um, it's, it's more of a question. So it's asking how are beliefs impacting tomorrow, uh, today's story or tomorrow's success? Mm, so I love it's, that. it's beliefs. I love the tomorrow's success. Yeah. Because I think what that has instantly done just with those two words, particularly yep. success on the end, is it said or is saying... Yep. Even though I'm sitting in this space I'm sitting in now, there is something I can do right now to change the outcome, whether it is tomorrow or whether it's in an hour, yep. doesn't matter. But it's, it's telling me that no matter how difficult this situation is, there can be success. There yep. can be a positive out of it. There can be moving forward or you know shifting the blockage or whatever it is mm. to then stand where you want to be can you say those again just so that we've got them so hard was hard is like so when when we're thinking that's why we struggle because Mm. habits are real decisions yes okay Okay. so we we choose to either do or not do worry Mm. is a habit Mm. Mm. i actually choose to worry yeah and when you kind of like i just oh gosh I choose worry. Yeah. And why do you think oh, that is? Because it's the what ifs. It's that future state thinking. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's that when, when I'm attached to the future, it just causes it's attaching, you know, it just causes stress and anxiety because I'm going, oh, what if? And you know what I'm hearing too is it's based in fear. Oh, totally. So the Dalai Lama says that we make every decision based on fear or love. Mm. And I think it's... You know, we're all guilty yeah. of going, oh, I can't possibly do that. And yep. it comes yep. from a place of fear. Um, whereas if we said, oh, what if, what could happen if I could do that? It's coming from a place of love. Yeah. And it is that, um, you know, looking backwards at what's yes. happened or behind us to see what's happened in our lives or looking forward. It's very rare that we are here in the now mm. just mm. being yeah. because of that worry or that yes. fear. And, you know, with with perfectionism, there was this great little term um, that I heard where they were talking about you're either worried, you know, you've you've got a regretful past, so regret about the past and that fearful future. Like, that's all you exist in. One of those two damn spaces. And both of those sound really uncomfortable. Yet somebody said to me recently um, that you never regret... Sorry. You only regret looking backwards, mm. which is what you've said. Yep. But when we were talking about it, she said to me, you know, you're making a decision around this particular thing at the moment. And I'm just wanting you to see, are you making the right choice? Because I don't want you. And she was being really kind and thoughtful. She didn't want me to look back mm. and regret that decision. Yeah. But, you know, I think we can only come from a place of what we know in the now. Yeah. But I also think it's really important in this space to think about, and I know this word's been bented around a lot, what's authentic and what's real for you. 
Yeah. Because if I am sitting in a place of worry, like I'm worrying what, you know, whether I've got a good enough job or good enough house or whether I'm making my mum happy yeah. or, um, I don't know, putting on weight or going grey. Like if I'm worrying about trying to live to whatever that perfectionist standard is that um, somebody else tells me is right, mm. is that really authentic to me anyway? So sometimes it's shedding all this stuff yes. that's attached to us. But in the meantime, we're worrying. <laughs> worrying yeah. is a habit. Exactly. <laughs> so what do we do? Oh, my gosh. So it's such a complex I, web, I isn't think, it? Yeah, I think what would be great is, like, you know, we were talking off air about, you know, some little examples and case studies. And funnily mm. enough, you've got to love how the universe works. Didn't, didn't Facebook gift you a memory <laughs> from 12 months ago? And I, 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 yeah. I would love us to look at this scenario to see how can we deal with overthinking worrying and obsessing like real like you had in, in this scenario you like this is an awesome example <laughs> of how you could completely lose your stuff totally over a situation like you just lose your mind yes yes and you we could, could have, have done but you we could have didn't and then what we'll do is we'll pause at different points yeah. and kind of unpack to go okay well what, what are some strategies that you yeah. implement at different times because you yeah, remember just how calm you were kind of later i'm going what are you on <laughs> how can sanctuary? you be so calm? she's on sanctuary and i, I think that that's that's yeah. um yeah so let's let's give the story give <laughs> she the... popped her sanctuary pill a little you know years ago exactly um, so you interrupt at different yes. bits and yep. you know ask the questions or ask me yes. to expand on it because it's quite a long story yeah um so the first thing was my family and i literally yeah 12 months ago facebook showed me this memory and i went oh my gosh that happened 12 months ago that seemed like forever ago 12 months ago my family and i went went on a big holiday from australia to the states and it involved one long-haul flight and then it involved two internal flights in the states to get to where we needed to be so, you know, we packed up in Australia, went to the airport, got on the plane, no worries at all, flew where we needed to fly to um, in America and landed. And then we transited to the domestic flight without, or from the international to the domestic without any incident whatsoever. Um, our plane boarded on time and then it sat on the tarmac for two and a half hours. And I can't exactly remember why. It was something about excess flights coming in or excess flights going out. Who knows? Um, But anyway, hubby and I, and we were travelling with our 11-year-old son. He was 11 at the time. Um, Hubby and I looked at each other. As soon as they said over the aeroplane PA system, the flight, we're just going to be sitting here for a little while. We've been delayed and whatever the reason was. Um... And we called, oh, we, they said, if anyone needs any assistance for at the other end, just, you know, press your call button. So we did that and we spoke to the hostess and um, we, we were literally to land at the end of the second domestic flight at the same time as we were to board or maybe the other plane was to fly out. So we said, is there any chance they could hold the plane for us? Um, which, of course is such a massive ask and no they're not going to hold it for three people from australia (laughs) so anyway we ended up at the end of the second long-haul flight we'd been awake for more than 24 hours traveling with an 11 year old and we got off the plane and they said someone will be at the 
um, exit gates to meet you. So just go and speak to them. Well, of course, no one was at the exit gate to meet us. And we then said, um, can you tell us where we go for missed flights and stuff? And they said, oh, yeah, just around the corner, which turned out to be a 20-minute walk oh. down the other end of the airport. And we're, you know, dragging ourselves along because we were so tired. Um, and then we got to this counter with about 50 other people and we had to stand there. And our 11-year-old's like, oh, I'm so tired. Um, and my husband and I were trying to decide what to do because we'd missed the flight. And we knew we had to fly back to where we've just come from domestically and then fly on again, um, which would have probably had us awake for 48 hours or something. Um, And so we were standing in the queue waiting for, you know, people to move and do what they needed to do. And by the time we got to the end of the queue and we're talking to somebody behind the counter, we just said, we decided that was it we were just going to stay there mm. because it was i can't even remember what time of day it was locally but it might have been say two in the afternoon or something it was definitely after lunch um and we just thought well we're just going to stay so that's what we decided to do so we only had oh, and we decided to leave our luggage at the airport so that they could then just transit it through the next day um and so we had our hand luggage our son had all of his luggage because he managed to fit it all into a wheelie bag. Wow. Except for his super, you know, heavy clothes for where we were going was really cold. Um, so we stayed that night, got up the next morning and then went to the airport. We flew to where we had landed the day before when we flew from Australia to the States. Sat in the airport for... Because we landed at something like 10 or 11 a.m. And the next flight was at 6 p.m. Oh. So then we sat in the airport for hours. Had a nice lunch, glass of wine. <laughs> like, that was good. Then we got on the plane to go to and finally land where we needed to land. But our luggage hadn't arrived. So we were in minus temperatures. We'd come from Australia where it was um, Easter, so it was, you know, warm. Um, we'd managed to pack some, like a big jacket, um, and a few things, but we had no luggage with us for a further nearly two days. So nearly 48 hours. And if you've ever been to the snow without ski gear, it's really hard to ski without ski gear. Um, and I, it's funny, I remember doing a call for the Sanctuary Creators Tribe. And so I was sitting in the hotel room, um, We'd managed to, so we were in the snow, but we had no luggage, but we managed to go to the shops because they say, oh, you can buy, you know, some gear and and we'll reimburse you. So we just bought some super basics so that hubby and Mr. 11 at the time could get up on the snow and do something. Um, And then there were all these other little hurdles, like where we were staying, um, could, wouldn't or couldn't go and get our luggage from the airport. We just had to rely on the, um, the niceness of some people who I literally, when our luggage turned up at our hotel room, and this was a gentleman who did not have to help me because um, we were staying in a hotel and we purchased the space through Airbnb. And so the hotel had its own concierge, its mm. own everything, but we weren't really meant to access that. 
Um, but this gentleman, the concierge, because I think he could see this poor Australian woman who was about to have a complete breakdown, he said, leave it with me. <gasps> and within about, I think it was an hour and a half. So what had happened was our luggage had landed 24 hours after we landed, but then it sat at the airport and then it came to us the next day. So when this man... I knocked on the door and I opened it up and I saw these two suitcases. So this was the Facebook memory photograph yeah. was of these suitcases. I just said to him, can I tell you that I love you? <laughs> and he went, this is a guy who's probably nearly half my age. He went, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> and so the relief, oh. right? But I think this whole story. Yes. Leading back to what our topic is yes. for tonight about worry, there was a part in this entire process, and it was probably not when you think it might have been. Like, when would you have had the the worry, breakdown, stress, anxiety oh within that story? That's why I wanted to hear the whole story in its entirety. <laughs> go, I can't interrupt because it's like, I did like, oh my gosh. Okay, I think I would have been panicking and losing my crap over that. Um, the plane is delayed and then, um, I would have just been freaking out, looking at my clock, looking at my clock, um, right at the start. And I don't think I would have calmed down the entire trip. So the anxiety just oh, the worry would have been, been there. Snowballed. The yeah. So, okay. Yes. I did sit in that, oh my God, what are we going to do? We're going to miss the plane when we were sitting on the tarmac mm. i did do that but i remember distinctly at one stage just looking at my husband and just knowing there's no point slipping into that worry helen there's mm. no point trying to think oh they'll hold the plane for us and this will happen this like i can't control anything mm. from this point forward yeah i little helen who, you know, is from Brisbane in Australia, can't control anything, sitting on a tarmac, on a plane, this is not my area of expertise yeah, or I'm yeah. not the, you know, president of America and can't control such things. So mm. that, that um, let's call it a light switch. It wasn't really, but it was switching from that, okay, I'm worried we're going to miss, to, okay, there's nothing I can control here. So it was just like a dimmer. Mm, Let's call it mm. a dimmer because I I wasn't at extremes. Yes. Like you're perhaps yep. thinking, um, you may have been, or others may be thinking mm. that they. I probably would have been like if you if you look at a scale of you know say one to ten where you're going, oh there's something, and then you know you kind of get to a halfway point, and then you're in that heightened, dysregulate, yeah. like you can't calm yourself down. So I think yeah. maybe if we kind of look at that as a yeah. So I wasn't in the middle. Yeah. And I right. wasn't at the can't calm myself down okay great i was just at that slight little worry that you start to get in your solar plexus and that mm, little bit of yep. the elevated um adrenaline heartbeat you thing. can feel you that. can start to feel it building in your body mm. but i just knew okay can't control any yep. of this and so from that point forward literally for the next 48 hours or so till we got our luggage i was making a decision with what was exactly in front of me at the time. Mm. So when hubby and I were standing in the line waiting to speak to someone about missed flights and all of that kind of stuff, it was, okay, what are our options? Yeah, We can fly back, we can stay here, we could, I don't know, whatever the options were. Um, 
and there wasn't any arguing there wasn't any 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 of that it was just okay we've now made the decision we're going to stay so the first thing we need to do is work out about the flights getting back because you know we're in the line and that's what we're here for okay we've done that so now let's ask the lady about accommodation so then we turn from the counter we sit down we pull out the phone we make a phone call okay good so then we get do you know what I mean? Like we literally yes. just said, what's in front of me right now and what is it that I have to do right now? Yes. Because there was really, there was no other way around it. We were in a foreign country. We, there wasn't anyone we could call that we knew to come and, you know, solve the problem. Yeah. Um, but what I think you're saying is that it's really easy in these highly charged, highly stressed yep. situations where we slip into that, mm. you know, here's zero and here's 100 and I'm at 120 <laughs> before you even know it kind of stuff. But one thing I do know, and again, I, I know I said it earlier, but I jumped onto the Sanctuary Creators Tribe and did a live Facebook Yes, that was um, entertaining. video. And I was just laughing. I'm going, oh my gosh, girls, here's the story. I know. <laughs> we were like going... What? Why is she laughing? This isn't She's funny. She's too chilled. What's up <laughs> What's with that? What's going on? But it had taken me a long time mm. coming back to habit yep. to change a habit that or a behavior that I may have slipped yep. into, yeah. which was the anxiety, which was the stress, the worry, yeah. the, um, well, this is how I've done it before. Or this is how everyone else has done it. And, you know, I'm here and I should be yelling and whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. See, and that you just said the should. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the really interesting thing that I'm hearing this story to go, your response is not what the usual. Yeah. Usual <laughs> is that thing of going reacting to a scenario you know Mm. going oh this is ridiculous and whatever Mm. and it's like well look it's happened yes you're playing you know and look for whatever reason Mm. fighting the reality that my plane has taken (laughs) off is not going to help you anymore it's like okay so that's um it's that belief of things should be different than they are You know, mm. and you know what just came to me then, Lou, was the fact you know I said I can't control the fact that the plane's taken yes. off or where late or whatever, but what I could control mm. was my reaction to the situation. Yep, and that's where we come back to what we said earlier, which was being the conscious observer. Yeah, of what's happening in this particular moment yeah. or throughout yes. my week, and then getting some learnings from that to help move forward in whatever the other situations or scenarios are because that situation like all of us we've had Mm. very unique situations which we've never faced before yes but then all of a sudden this situation is here and we go holy guacamole what do i do how do i Mm. deal with this situation i haven't had to deal with this before so what do i do now and that's and i think you know just thinking of some you know things that have have gone on like in our week and probably the last two three weeks there have been things that are deeply emotional Mm. and when things are deeply emotional and we know how the brain works stress and worry we just go straight to limbic that prefrontal cortex that makes that helps us to to make high level decisions analyze the pros the cons goes out the window Mm. And so it's like in those circumstances, because we're constantly faced with those scenarios where it's like, oh, I could never have planned for this, or oh my gosh, we get in that attaching to a thing. But how do we do what you're suggesting, which is that 
take that step back and go, mm. okay, I, I can only do what's, what's the next thing that I need to deal with or yeah, scenario. Yeah, interesting. Um, so today I had a phone call from somebody and it was a beautiful, we had a beautiful, very professional, very um, kind conversation around a particular thing that's been really challenging for mm. our family, which was actually really a lovely conversation to have had, right? But the thing that I was aware of during this conversation yep. was I was really listening to what this gentleman was telling me. Mm. But the way before I responded, and, and I think this is interesting when you train yourself to do this, it, mm. it's quicker. But what I train myself to do is go what's my initial reaction and is that right okay. so you know when someone mm. i don't know let's say we're at the grocery and i did this today with this conversation yes. right so let's just say we're at the grocery store and we're standing in line this happened to my um was it my son and i and my hubby and i the other day um we were standing in a queue and this lady moved beside us and and queue jumped and mm. you know that annoys a lot of people yes it annoys yeah. me too right <laughs> You are here. I am here. But you know, I could turn and I could go, excuse me, you know, you've jumped the queue. I could go, whatever, doesn't matter, we're here, you know, she's just one person in front of me. Like what what am I observing in my brain that's gonna come out through my mouth before I say it? And is it because my words for this year are kind, generous and thoughtful? Yeah. So when before I and look I'm not brilliant at this, but you know, I was trying to say if I say this thing, is this going to be kind yeah. to this person? Yeah, yeah. Because it is easy. Look, we all get cranky. We all have headaches. Mm, we all get mm. sick. We all have stresses in our lives that we now have to show up and pretend aren't there. Yep. Um, but we can still, I think, be kind to ourselves. Because if I then slip into that, you know, I have the conversation today on the phone. If I slip into the you know, I'm going to get cranky with this man. Yeah. Or if I get cranky with the lady who's jumped the queue, it's not actually been kind to me either. Mm. Because then my innards, you know, yes. start to boil. And then I might actually hold that. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. I might hold that for longer than I actually need to hold yeah. that for. Yeah. And it might play in my brain over and over and over. Stress hormones <laughs> kicking in. You've got heightened cortisol levels. And yeah. that is the stuff that you know, really causes significant damage to your organs at yes. the same time. So yes. yeah. every time something happens, it's like, you know, we're, if, if we're in that reactionary space. So that's what mm. you're saying, isn't it? To go, it's a conscious, it's, it's just that conscious observation of I can become fused with the worry of a scenario or I can engage in um, anger or frustration over how someone should be Mm. they should not cue jump yes and that's very very annoying and it's very very rude oh yes and i could just go (laughs) down that that hole whatever that's called for a long time like you said you can take that thing to go how is that's not going to change them no, it's and not going to change the situation. And how's it going to impact on me? That's yeah. that's what I'm hearing. And yeah. the, and I think the important thing too is that you need to practice this in little situations. Yep. Yes. Or less highly charged <laughs> situations, so that if you end up 
you know, with a scenario like me with all the flights and lost luggage and yeah. everything. Or if you end up in a situation where, you know, something really heartbreaking happens mm. to you, you can be really kind to yourself by firstly giving or gifting to yourself yeah. what you need in that, that time, yeah. but also allowing, like kind of taking control of that worry in your head yes. and going, you know what, I know this is really not good. Okay, I'm being kind, I'm being gentle to myself. I know this is really not good. Um, But what can I do here? What have I trained myself already to do so that this situation is easier for me? Yeah, because the research, there's some really interesting research around coping skills. And they were saying that people who have a a high ability to to cope with stressful situations, like we all have to deal with stress, whether Mm. we like it or not, stress is going to be there. If you're alive and you're breathing, stress, stress, welcome, (laughs) welcome to the world. And stress, you know, again, they often say, you know, situations aren't bad or good. It's it's our thinking that we associate with them. Mm. So what they found is uh, in, in, in some of this research was that people that can cope better have a range of they they have different strategies to cope for different situations so they identify is this a situation that i can actually change or can i influence can i do i have mm. any control in this situation and what they do is they exactly like you said they rely on a buffet of strategies the people um and the other thing is they they realize um when there are circumstances that obsessing over and getting into that minutiae detail, it actually um, heightens that stress response. So if you obsess mm. over the details, that just, you know, so if you obsess many over times that, over. He said, she said, this happened, and mm. you just kind of get in the spiral yes. of, of yeah. that. Or, and I'm sure you've done this because I know I have, is that you you play a conversation oh, in your head. Oh, no, never. This is how she's going to respond if I yeah. say that. Um, so, yeah, it's... So wonder what do we do to maybe move through that? Like yeah. how do we become less charged? Yeah. So so that concept of and I guess just the flip side is of you know when we when people don't cope particularly well, they use the same strategies for every situation. Mm. And so what you gave that example in your story was, you know, I have a situation and there was lots of different situations. I think back to my week, you know, lots of different situations. Often we will have, um, you know, uh, uh, people that didn't cope have a handful of strategies, i.e. one or two that they rely on and apply to every single situation regardless. Mm. So pros and cons are the usual ones. You know, what are the pros and cons of, of you know, that, that I can do? Um, and if we apply that same tool it doesn't necessarily help us mm. you know where we go oh well okay i've got to, i've got to practice my mantra or you know i have to you know do the mindfulness meditation or you know i need to remember there's clouds passing thoughts are just clouds passing you know thoughts are clouds <laughs> passing the sky is blue when you're in a heightened state of freaking out that perhaps may not be the best strategy in that moment. Yes. Like if your thoughts have spiraled and taken you way down the path, that snowballing effect where one thought just comes bigger, 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 mm. 
you've got to have a strategy to go, what can get me out of my head right now? Mm. What can I do to kind of calm myself now? Because, you know, thinking about rational ideas and pros and cons is not going to happen when you're in that state. (laughs) And it does come from living kind of from our throat up. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're kind of, and I'm sure a lot of people when they're in this heightened state, don't even, well, their body's clearly there and I touch them, but they're living in their head. In the head. So it's a matter of shifting that energy in ways out of your head and i think one great way to do that is through your hands yes um and obviously there's been a resurgence recently oh in recent years over you know coloring in books Mm. but you know it could be gardening it could be any form of artwork or woodwork or anything just to try and look if i'm in the city and I'm at work and I'm now in a heightened state, I can't necessarily pull out my knitting needles and start knitting, right? <laughs> but you could, you, could, you could take a break and just go, you know what, I've yeah. just got to get out. So engage yeah. the body. Go f- like Just go for a run, Yeah, you yeah. know? Take your shoes off and just run. Yeah. I've done that before. <laughs> in your work here? Yes. 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 And that's okay because no one's looking at you anyway. Exactly. And I'm just going, oh, she's late for an appointment. Yes, I'm running late. <laughs> I've got my shoes and my handbag exactly. and I'm just running. But, you know, there's, there's, there's so much value, you know, and that's what I did during the week. I just went, okay, I, and I, I relied on colouring in because mm. I just said, when mm. I'm freaking out, obsessing over stuff, worrying, and it's not doing me any good. So I guess that's, that's one of the first things, I guess, that, you know, we, we would suggest that we're, mm. you know, I guess, you know, what, what we're identifying or alluding to is, is having a list Yes. Of what are those things? Stick it on the fridge. What are the things I can do to just get me out of that spiral? Mm. Um, you know, you, you were talking about when you were on your trip, that noticing the thoughts. And I guess, you know, when you think back to, um, you know, when you do get caught up in those situations of attaching and worrying and thinking, what what are those things that you, you do? So... Mm. like just to help mm. add to people's lists yeah i for me it is really trying to get out of the head into yeah. the body so yep. it is doing you know kind of the things that you said like going outside um i went through a phase of coloring in you know i sewed i've knitted i've weaved i've done all sorts yep. of handsy things um because i know that for me is really mm. important yeah but if i'm in situations you know that don't allow me to do that yeah um, I will, if I can, just at least take my shoes off and get my feet on the ground. Yes. I've been known to sit, you know, on the cricket sidelines or the soccer sidelines or whatever, just with my shoes off um, or just standing there. Um, but also I use other methods. So I might use some essential oils, some lovely essential oils um, that are really good for grounding but also calming yes Um, engaging your senses really engaging my senses Hmm. yeah um and you know some crystals in your pocket or your bra always go down a treat if you're feeling ungrounded you can use some really nice crystals Mm. for that as well um and i do like sound so this is interesting Mm. because i've done um a sanctuary sunday a really short seven minute conversation around this about connecting with your senses and I think this is a really great way yeah, love it. to connect with what's important to us. So for some people, it will be listening to music yes. or oh, dancing yeah. Yeah. or a massage or, you know, the essential oils or a perfume or even baking. Like if you're yeah. a baker or um, making yourself a coffee or something, you know, you might just want to connect with that sense of smell mm. um, or the sense of taste just to try and get you... I mean, you can always have in your handbag, you know, if you like a little bit of nice chocolate or some nuts or whatever, to then put something that you love for the sense of taste, um, you know, into your mouth mm. to help 
connect you with your body more. So maybe take some steps around thinking about what senses are really helpful to me to help me with reducing that worry yeah so you know for me helen it is touch touch is really important um i like quiet so but i also might play some really nice soft music or gentle music um it's not usually for me taste smell it's really interesting um can trigger different reactions for me so it's it's taking the time to notice what senses are beneficial to you yeah in situations of heightened awareness so that you can then go okay here's my number one i'm just going to get that little bit of chocolate out of my handbag and eat it um, and that will help ground me or i'm going to get my shoes off and go for that run like you suggested so hopefully that's helpful Mm. um to people as well because we're all time poor we're all stressed and worried about things in our lives Regardless of how rosy things might look from the outside, <laughs> there's always things that we worry about. So I think we might have to call it quits, even though yeah. I feel like we could keep talking as We will always. do a part two, I think. <laughs> yes, I think we might have to do a part two. So thank you for being here, everybody. I really hope you appreciated and enjoyed this episode of Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. But we will see you again hopefully really soon. Okay, bye for now.